0: Welcome to the FT Big Read, a weekly podcast featuring the best of our long-form reporting from around the world. I'm Murray Withers from the Comment and Analysis Desk of the Financial Times. In this podcast, Brian Harris looks at South Korea's use of the Winter Olympics to promote reconciliation with the North. There will be a joint women's ice hockey team appearing in the Games, which start on February the 9th, as well as a large delegation of North Koreans, including Kim Jong-nam, the ceremonial head of state, and Kim Jong-un's sister analysts say that President Moon Jae-in sees the strategy as the best option for reducing tensions on the peninsula. Now, Brian and Seoul explains how the move has angered many young South Koreans and risks creating a rift with the US over how to deal with Pyongyang. The history of international sporting events in South Korea is stained with violence. Months before Seoul last hosted an Olympic Games 30 years ago, North Korean spies bombed a civilian airliner from the South, killing all 115 aboard. Then... During the revelry of the Football World Cup in 2002, North Korean military vessels opened fire on South Korean ships with rocket-propelled grenades and 85mm guns. The skirmish left 19 dead and 44 wounded. Now, South Korea is once again preparing for the global spotlight with the opening ceremony of the Winter Olympics this Friday in the nation's alpine Pyeongchang County. Under the assiduous guidance of President Moon Jae-in, Seoul has engineered a period of détente with Pyongyang that looks to have ensured the peaceful participation of the North's regime and the success of the Games. But the ultimate question remains, at what cost? For all his noble ambitions, Mr Moon's outreach to the North is a dangerous gamble, experts say. The move not only risks isolating the South Korean leader from his voter base and the political establishment in Washington, it offers North Korea valuable breathing space to put finishing touches to its arsenal of long-range ballistic missiles. Even more strikingly, some analysts worry that if the gambit fails, tarnishing the idea of engagement, President Donald Trump might feel emboldened to pursue military options on the Korean Peninsula, having demonstrated that diplomacy does not work. President Moon has staked his political future on inter-Korean reconciliation and peace, says Dooyeon Kim, a visiting senior fellow at the Korean Peninsula Future Forum in Seoul. The biggest challenge for Seoul will be to yield substantive results. The stakes have rarely been higher. For the past year, the Korean Peninsula has teetered on the edge of conflict as Mr. Trump faced off with Kim Jong-un's regime over its development and testing of ballistic missiles and nuclear weapons. Mr. Trump has vowed to respond to any threat from Pyongyang with fire and fury, with speculation mounting in recent months that the U.S. may be preparing a bloody nose strike on a North Korean facility. These concerns gained new ground last week when it emerged the White House abandoned plans to nominate Victor Cha, a veteran Korea expert, as ambassador to Seoul after he expressed opposition to such military plans. For his part, Mr Moon has vowed to prevent conflict on the peninsula of 75 million people and hopes that a so-called Peace Olympics featuring North Korea can pave the way for broader engagement and dialogue between Pyongyang and Washington. Seoul has invested more than £10 billion into the Games that are expected to be the largest Winter Olympics on record with almost 3,000 athletes from 92 nations and more than 100 gold medals up for grabs. After the two Koreas last month agreed to form a unified women's ice hockey team and marched together during the opening ceremony under a unification flag, Mr Moon sought the public's backing. I asked the people to show their support in maintaining and expanding the dialogue as they will protect a candle in the wind and we may not be able to create such an opportunity again. He said. The reaction domestically, however, has been bitter. Young South Koreans, in particular, are furious that their country's players had to sacrifice their spots to allow the North Koreans to compete. Polls show an overwhelming majority in their 20s and 30s opposed the unified team, and that anger has translated into falling approval ratings for Mr. Moon. His popularity dropped to 60%, still high, but down from 73% before the announcement. At the heart of the issue is a generational shift the 65-year-old president appears to have underestimated. Young South Koreans share few emotional bonds with North Korea. Young people do not have any feeling of kinship towards North Korea, says Kim ji un a research fellow at the Asan Institute in Seoul, contrasting the demographic with older Koreans who still hope for a reunified peninsula. They are a generation that have been raised in a globalized environment. They simply see North Korea as an enemy and a troublemaker, she says. A study last year by the Korea Institute for National Unification found that more than 60% of respondents in their 20s opposed reunifying the peninsula, which was split more than seven decades ago after the Second World War. This generational chasm is of particular concern to the South Korean leader, as it was this youth demographic that propelled him to power last year following widespread protests against the previous administration. At the crux of those demonstrations were deep concerns about unfairness in South Korean society and the abuse of political power. For young people, the inclusion of North Korean ice hockey players is just another example. The opposition to the unified team is not for political or ideological reasons. This generation cares more about fairness, norms and rules, says Miss Kim of the Korean Peninsula Future Forum. Experts say Mr Moon's overtures to Pyongyang also risk isolating Seoul internationally by creating a rift with the US, the guarantor of South Korean security since the end of the Korean War. Mr. Trump is pursuing a strategy of maximum pressure in an attempt to isolate North Korea and coerce it to abandon its advanced weapons programs. Now doubts in Washington are growing whether Seoul is fully on board with the approach. As the US leader lambasted Pyongyang's record on human rights last week in a speech to Congress, two dozen South Korean Olympic athletes were training at a ski resort in the North. The South Korean government's attitude is more weighted in favor of improving relations between the two Koreas than resolving the North's nuclear issue says Kim Song-han, a former vice foreign minister in Seoul. The rapprochement has laid bare the South Korean government's lack of a clear North Korean policy, says Park Wei rak head of the Graduate School of Politics at Kukmin University in Seoul. They initially showed one voice with the US in putting pressure on the North, but now suddenly maintain a very low profile and are perceived as being the thrall of the North, he says. Having achieved an atmosphere of peace for the Games, the onus is now on Mr Moon to convert that into meaningful results in the form of genuine concessions from North Korea. If the government fails in its attempts to engage the North and US in dialogue, everything can fall apart and the alliance between South Korea and the US can be weakened, says Professor Park. Many US officials and Asia experts in Washington have privately poured scorn on the idea that the warming ties on the peninsula amount to genuine detente. For them, The developments are merely another example of North Korea buying itself time and space in the face of bruising international sanctions and the threat of a US-led attack. A crucial test for ties between Seoul and Washington will come at the end of the Olympics, when the two countries are set to resume military exercises, which have been postponed for the duration of the Games. Sumi Terry A former CIA analyst on Korea says she is concerned that Seoul will ask the US to curtail the joint military exercises, a move that would almost certainly aggravate the Trump administration and undermine its maximum pressure policy. The difference in Seoul and Washington's approach to North Korea is likely to widen after the conclusion of the Olympics and Paralympics, she says. Those who support Mr Moon's approach say diplomacy is worth a try, and the current situation is already an improvement from last year when soaring tensions between the US and North Korea look set to tip over into conflict. Apart from the military path, there are few options to resolve the North's nuclear problem, says Kim Yong-hun, a professor of North Korean studies at Seoul's Dongguk University. Using the medium of the Pyeongchang Games is the best possible option for the government right now. Some of the criticism of the new rapprochement stems from the fact that no concessions were extracted from North Korea in exchange for its participation in the Games. Many see the move as simply rewarding the North Korean leader, who last year tested a nuclear device, three long-range missiles, and had his half-brother assassinated using a deadly nerve agent. On Thursday, a day before the opening ceremony, South Korean officials believe Pyongyang will host an intimidating military parade that will showcase its intercontinental ballistic missiles and other advanced weaponry. If you really want to say this is an Olympics of peace then you should have had North Korea agree to stop developing nuclear weapons during the period or make some sort of concession, says Ben Forney at the Asan Institute. What it is, instead, is a one-sided piece. As part of its participation in the Games, North Korea will send a large delegation, including Kim Jong-nam, its ceremonial head of state, alongside a handful of athletes and a large squad of cheerleaders and musicians. As sports lover himself, Kim Jong-un knows his nation's participation in the Games will grab global attention potentially casting his dictatorship in a softer light. Hyun Song-wal, the leader of a North Korean pop group, visited Seoul last month and was mobbed by the media. Participation furthers Kim's agenda of trying to legitimize the regime, says Mr. Forney. It shows the world we're a normal country. Hyun So-li, a prominent North Korean defector in the South, agrees. For her, the current detente is nothing more than the biggest public relations stunt ever. Seoul benefits from a well-publicized Peace Olympics. Pyongyang shifts the spotlight away from sanctions and a possible U.S. military strike. After the Olympics, they will ask for a reward, she says. That is their specialty.